The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. The government is at roughly the halfway point. This is if a clear wind remains at their back and nothing collapses the government before that, but roughly the halfway point uh, of their tenure um, following the general election in 2020. So we thought it appropriate to reflect on their performance so far, as today did the Irish Independent, because they have been giving ministerial ratings to the coalition. And with me is uh, Sean Defoe, political correspondent for Barrow Media, and Jared Howland, public affairs consultant, political commentator, and of course, uh, former senior government advisor to the Fianna Fáil government. And when you look at the numbers, if you look at, for instance, what Red Sea has tracked back in uh, 2022, we had, or rather in 2020, we had a situation where Fine Gael support peaked, according to Red Sea, at just north of 36%. They're now on 20 At that point, Sinn Féin was on 25%. They're now on 36 And Fianna Fáil has dropped from 23 to 15 Fairly significant shifts in support across a two-year period and dramatic shifts from the generalised middle right to the generalised, well, not that generalised, to the left. Uh, hard to think of a time when there have been such significant swings in such a, a tight period of time. And Jared Howland, just looking at the ratings that the Indo is attributing to uh, some of these swings, the people that they have rated at the lower lowest, if we start there, prime amongst them is Stephen Donnelly, to whom they give three out of ten. Surely Stephen Donnelly would be saying, hang on a minute, lads, didn't I do a great job with COVID? Haven't I got slauncher care on the rails? Why am I only getting three out of ten? And Eamon Ryan and Simon Coveney, likewise, are in the same uh, Dunstan's corner uh, in that independent um, analysis I suppose from Stephen Donnelly's point of view is he has come across as being politically unfortunate and a bit God help us. Um, he uh, has led the health system through a pandemic uh, and delivered well for this country by any international comparison. That's the fact of our health service during COVID. I think the reason for the lack of uh, enthusiasm for him personally is that his, his public image um, is, is not particularly appreciated or popular. I think he uh, clearly is on the back foot politically within his own party and within government, and I think people discern that and, and pick up on it. And they also know that notwithstanding all the extra billions, and that's not a euphemism, it's a fact, literally extra billions that have been pumped into health during the pandemic, supposedly as a once-off payment, is now being made permanent, but the system shows no underlying signs of change or improvement. Uh, and on top of that, before we get into the winter, uh, there will be significant extra costs put into the base of health because of the public service pay agreement or whatever number it happens to come out on when those figures are over. And that's before a single extra band-aid bought. So Simon, uh, sorry, um, Stephen Donnelly's problem is, I think it's a bit of personal politics, it's a bit of personal imagery, uh, and it is notwithstanding the really good job done by health on the pandemic is that fundamentally, now that that tide has gone out and we're looking at where we were, we're back to where we were, nothing's changed. We're paying an awful lot more for an old status quo we weren't satisfied with in the first place. Well, if that explains Stephen Donnelly, Sean Defoe, maybe you'd take the hospital pass of explaining to the other uh, numbers that I'm intrigued by, which is Micheál Martin being given 7 out of 10 at a point where over the last two years his party support has dropped from 22% to 15% according to the uh, Business Post Red Sea polls and Pascal Donoghue at 8 out of 10 when we're in the throes of a cost of living crisis. 
Yeah, just briefly on Stephen Donnelly before I get into those two, I think part of the perception as well is that his own department is running rings around him and that's fueled by the likes of the botched Tony Hullihan's economy and also the Robert Watt appointment at a, an absolutely extravagant uh, salary, which both have come at times when there are all the problems that Jared has outlined in the health service. Yeah, but to go on to the other two, Michal Martin has sort of turned around his performance rankings quite spectacularly in the last two years. There was this general sense that he was presiding over a bumbling, shumbling government uh, at the start of it and that everything was going going wrong and since then has been managed to turn it around because really of the lack of I would say strong Fianna Fáil support around him at the cabinet table and there is sort of a sense that through all of the different calamities that were going on and all of the um, the controversies that swirled him he just sort of kept the head down and kind of trucked on with it and got through it and right we'll have to get through the pandemic let's get through this uh, this particular moment at the t- and I'm not letting politics and all the political shenanigans around Leinster House sort of uh, get to him he's been quite strong when it came to Ukraine I've been warning for a long time that something like this was coming down the line and has sort of kept slightly presidential to all of the day-to-day political arguments. I think that's sort of what's helped in here as well as actually just keeping the coalition together when there were a lot of things that would have thrown it uh, to the wolves. Pascal Donoghue's rating I think is probably a little bit high. He's at 8 out of 10 according to Senator Maloney in The Independent and he has become this very senior figure in the cabinet. He has a lot of gravitas that perhaps some of the more junior members don't have. The uh, Senator Maloney comments, and I think this is quite right from what I've heard as well, that his brand of perfect pleasantness seems to lack the underlying steel. The past, sorry, this is uh, on Michael McGrath that his uh, his perfect pleasantness can under can lack the underlying steel that Pascal Donoghue has, and that's what. I hear from other ministers that Pascal Donoghue, incredibly pleasant person to talk to and very friendly, but when you actually go into the negotiations, it will be very tough this year on the budget. He is a man who has total and utter control over the reins, has really enhanced his reputation at a European level as well by being president of the Eurogroup at a really critical time. But I think the sternest test for Pascal Donoghue is probably still to come. There's obviously the, the interest rates are going up in Europe this year. There are black clouds on the horizon when it comes to a potential recession in America, potential recession in Europe over the next few years. That's something that's going to be very difficult, not only to steer Ireland through, but the rest of the Eurogroup as well. I I realise that in in introducing this, I refer to it as halfway through the government. I should more accurately say it's halfway through the Dáil, because one of the interesting stories out of this Dáil is the progress of of Sinn Féin. And Jared, whatever about the poll numbers that, that Sinn Féin has turned up, I don't know if this is your take as well, but... It's it's the first time that I have seen them being spoken about with a sense of fait accompli. The more I hear people analyse it and the more people that you speak to, it is a, it's a when not if. Sinn Féin will be in government. The question is, is it this election or is it the next election? Is that your take? Yeah, I mean, that is increasingly received wisdom and the consistency of the direction of polls, um, regardless of a specific number, uh, you know, is very clear about that. But it's a long way from another election. We have no idea what the events of the next two years or more will be. Uh, And it's not a given, uh, but it is increasingly likely to be a possibility. And I would make that distinction. But of course, uh, Sinn Féin were gifted extraordinarily richly on the day the government was formed. Uh, It is Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael, principally Fianna Fáil, who gifted them the prize of being the leaders of the opposition. Uh, They were placed in that uh, because Michael Martin wasn't prepared to try and, and bring them into government, so I believe it, it would have been possible to do so. And the configuration of this coalition, the last gasp of the old regime after over a century in and out of government, 
uh, facilitated Sinn Féin. Historically, it was done for reasons of stupidity and selfishness, uh, which Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael will rule forever when the life of this government is over. Do you believe that, because one of the things that has been notable in, in this though has been how much the government has attacked the opposition and has attacked Sinn Féin as the leader of the opposition. Has that had a, a, a counterproductive effect from the government's perspective? Has that effectively built up the relevance of Sinn Féin? It's certainly reinforcing Sinn Féin with people who are out of sorts with the government who are in a majority at the moment. Uh, it reminds people that there's an alternative. Um, to what extent it um, succeeds in reminding supporters of, potential supporters of Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael, um, to, to rally their flag is, is another matter. And I think in relation to uh, Leo Varadkar particularly, um, is he looking for people who are potentially going to vote uh, Sinn Féin? I can't see many people who are even potential Sinn Féin voters voting for Fianna Gael. I think it's very much a fight uh, between those two parties for the anti-Sinn Féin vote. And in relation to Micheál Martin's prominence, the recovery of his reputation, which Sean spoke of, uh, I mean, Micheál Martin's singular political achievement is to have curated the weakest parliamentary party that Fianna Fáil has ever had. Uh, that's essentially why he's still there. Uh, and his own strength, uh, in terms of his own rating of popularity, ha- has never, ever mitigated, mutated, or translated for his own political party. Jared, thank you very much. That's Jared Howland, public affairs consultant, political commentator and former government advisor. And before Jared, of course, our own Sean Defoe, political correspondent with Bauer Media. 